Hello. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, joined by Ski. Hello. Hello. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> and Brent. Oh hi. Did I say did I say did I say my name or hello when you Yeah, you said it when Ski said it. <laughs> <laughs> you were just so excited to greet our yeah, listeners. In the last that... few weeks you've done me first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just on autopilot. <laughs> well, you know, normally when I start these shows off that have a little difference, I, I try to start them off differently and <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll have to leave in a little bit of our our bullshit up front yeah. <laughs> so just, just to give it a difference. Because yeah. today, instead of Ski doing our recap, mm-hmm. the, for the first time in Season 3, Brent will be doing the recap for us. This is my first one in Season 3? Yeah, I believe so. Really? Yeah, I mean, we're only 12 episodes in, but you yeah. know, you've had a pretty busy time in yeah. your uh, personal life. So yeah. I believe this is your first Season 3 episode. <laughs> I think the last one you did was the very last episode, though, of Season 2. Gotcha. So, gotcha. That was a Paul Dooley episode. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So uh, we are going to be doing our uh, recap, but with Brent instead of Ski, mm-hmm. and then still picking our favorite lines, um, MVPs, and giving it a rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. Still working towards that goal of picking the best episode of the entire series. Correct. Very nice. So with that, uh, this this week we're going over Season 3, Episode 12, Charlie's Buddy. Nice. And with that, I'll turn it over to Brent to start us on the recap. Uh, before you do, do we have any viewer mail or anything? Nope, not a word. All crickets. Mm. So Really? Yeah, Brent is, uh, to some degree, small degree, uh-huh. Brent and I both look forward to the idea of connecting with people um, through the podcast a little bit. Yeah. And uh, But neither of us really are good with social media. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking for a you know a third degree connection. Like I want you to interact with them and then relay back to me yeah, what's so, going on. Yeah, well I know like Sherry had I'm made like comments a buffer between me and the general the box populi. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Sherry had you know made comments on a couple of recent episodes, um, and I think she did it specifically because she could tell how desperate you were for feedback. Because <laughs> it has been a little we we are still getting a decent number of listeners. Um, uh-huh. You know, every week, like within the first week, we get more than 50 people. And within the first month, it's around 70 people or so that listen per episode. Um, mm-hmm. So it, our numbers continue to be steady. And I don't know if over the last, say, thousand listens, if they've gone uh-huh. up or or just kind of leveled off. Yeah. But either way, still being steady. Yeah. It's just we haven't gotten a whole lot of uh, direct contact. So, gotcha. yeah, so if you want to drop us a tweet at the at Sophia's Choice PC mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, at the Facebook page as well. Yeah. Uh, we definitely would appreciate it. Um, yeah. Brent would appreciate it, even though he will not be the one directly replying to you. <laughs> he will certainly enjoy it when he comes in and asks if he's got any comments. Exactly. Well, not me, just the show. Well, in yeah, general. the show in general. Yeah. And I will say that I do need to give a little shout out, though. Even though this wasn't a direct comment, um, our uh, friend Amichi Panda, oh yeah, has retweeted e- each week. The one thing that definitely still goes on is there's uh-huh. an automatic tweet that goes out when a yeah. new episode goes up, nice. and she's retweeted that for the last couple weeks. Oh, so. wow. well, thank you, Amichi Panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very much appreciate it. So you can be our new social media director because <laughs> yeah, apparently Alan has fallen down on the job. Hey, listen, I have offered it to our <laughs> wives before, who are both far more involved. Oh, but, definitely, yeah. But Sherry, the problem is Sherry is very busy. She has mm-hmm. a, a pretty demanding job. Her social media time, she just has to try to keep up with her family stuff and all that. Um, And then uh, Ski's wife would probably be willing to do some of it for us. But I think that some of her tweets, Brent would be afraid of because she has a very blue (laughs) sense of humor, far bluer sense of humor than either of us have, Mm -hmm. actually, or any of the three of us have. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that 
would give Brent pause of turning the keys over. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yes. he does not want to be misrepresented. Um, Correct. He'll, he'll, re- he'll represent himself poorly um, on his own <laughs> exactly. without any help from somebody else. <laughs> exactly. So, but anyway, we, we would love to hear from you if you have any interest. In, and definitely... Uh, if you have a couple minutes to give us a, a rating on iTunes, whether you leave a comment or not, that's certainly appreciated. And I think it does increase our exposure a little bit on that. So the more ratings we get, the higher up in the search results we we become. So cool. anyways, so all that out of the way, yeah. uh, turn it over to you, Brent, to start the recap now. Okay. So Golden Girls Season 3, Episode 12, Charlie's Buddy. Original air date, December 12th, 1987. Um, I know when, you know, I got the keys to the kingdom. I like to give a little history lesson right, yeah. for well, the What date. happened December 12th throughout history? Okay. 1870. Okay. Uh, Joseph H. Rainey of South Carolina becomes the second black U.S. congressman. What, what, year, what was year was that? 1870. Wow. I didn't realize. I mean, that's, I, I'm surprised that mm-hmm. that far back, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, post-Civil War and everything, South Carolina. So good for him. And, you know, he was the second one. And I think too often we sort of remember the very first one. Mm-hmm. So I'd like I'm glad to, that know. Joseph Rainey got a little extra. Me love too. Today. Me too. Um, 1893, uh, Edward G. Robinson, co-star of the greatest sports movie ever made, The Cincinnati Kid, was born. Never seen The Cincinnati Kid. Oh, it's amazingly good. So, um, like black hole good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, unfortunately, in the last week I haven't had an opportunity <laughs> okay. to watch Black Hole yet, but right. it's still on my list, and and. If you didn't listen last week, Brent highly recommends it. Disney Plus, Black Hole. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a kooky space movie. Um, <laughs> so amazingly good. <laughs> so after you've watched Popeye. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think which I, one's better? Brent's been opinion? even more effusive in his love of Black Hole than yeah, he was I'd, of Popeye. Yeah, Black Hole over Popeye. Okay. Yeah. So, but still, he's not not recommending Popeye. Yeah. Just if you have to pick between the two, exactly. Prioritize Black Hole. If you only got eighty minutes in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're right at the end and you're like, I need one last movie. Well, to see I would me say out. if you if you've got eighty minutes, keep watching, listening to this podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this will send you out even better than Black Hole. <laughs> exactly. You get through two thirds of an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a Brent episode, you get through one and a half. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what I. <laughs> well, I lack in quantity. I make up for in quality. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. So, all right. So, 1969, uh, Kenyan runner Wilfred Karachi was born. Okay. Now, is, is he a, a runner of note? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was just somebody who had a birthday on that day? Yep. Okay. So, 1971. Kenyan runner Sammy Kerr was born. So is this a theme? <laughs> I don't think Charlie's buddy was Kenyan. So, 1972, Kenyan. <laughs> so did you find one Kenyan runner and then you just decided to start looking up other Kenyan runners? Kenyan runner Wilson Kapitka was born. Uh, 1974, Kenyan runner Bernard Hagart <laughs> was born. 1975, uh, Maya Malik, American actress, neuroscientist, author, and recipient of my affections, was born. Does she know that she's received your affections? No. Oh, okay. No, no. Just from afar, right? Yeah, yeah, just from oh, afar. Thank okay. you. Now, what, what is your <laughs> favorite? Is... Acceptable distance. What is your favorite thing she's done? Um, I mean, I, were you I, a Blossom man? Or? Yeah, I was. I was a big, big fan of Blossom. Did you ever um, watch Big Bang? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, and I enjoyed her on that. Her most recent show, Call Me Cat, 
not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. So I've heard of it, but I've not seen it yet. She did um she did a Woody Allen movie. Um, I think she may have did two or three of them, but she did one. If it was her and it was Michael J. Fox. Okay. Um, was the male Doc leader. Hollywood? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but it was one of those things that, like, she was in Russia with her parents oh, on vacation. Oh, Back to the Future. And, like, <laughs> so so she's a high school student visiting Russia oh, with her parents. Okay. And <laughs> they get into some, you know. We, uh, we get it, okay. You know, okay. Michael J. Fox. And they have to, like, hide out Only at the, the American stuff. Embassy. Oh, okay. And then, like, the American ambassador is, like, Michael J. Fox or something. Oh, okay. So he's an older guy then. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but anyways, Family ties. Yeah. But then him and uh, my involved <laughs> then start dating, which is just an odd thing for an American ambassador to do yeah. to date a high school girl or something. See, you're not the only one who can entertain themselves. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, 1990, uh, Kenyon Runner, Nixon, Chris, <laughs> born. As stated. Exactly. <laughs> and then in 2006, Peter Boyle, co-star of what is arguably the funniest scene ever included in a major motion picture, was born. Okay. And what's that scene? Uh, the putting on the writ scene from Young Frankenstein. Oh, God. I've never seen Young Frankenstein. Oh my god, it's really good. Um, and you don't have to watch the whole movie, but like if you just YouTube uh, Young Frankenstein putting on the Ritz, okay. it's like the funniest three minutes you'll ever see. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, but to answer your previous question that I sort of glossed over, once I made it through the entire history of December twelfth, like it just hit me. It's like, damn, there were a lot of Kenyans born that day. <laughs> so then I went back and I found all the Kenyan runners born on that okay, day. Okay, so well, and, then, and then I was like, well, what Kenyan holiday occurred nine months before that? <laughs> I couldn't find. One. <laughs> like I didn't know if like Kenyan Valentine's Day was on like you know March twelfth or something. <laughs> So just naturally. Um. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I think Kenyon's Valentine's Day is the world's Valentine's Day, is it not? It probably is. <laughs> it probably you is. Know? So so they are fast runners, but, you know, slow matriculators. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the word for I mean, I think that's learners, isn't it? Yeah, I think oh, okay. so. Okay. Students, from right? Students. Yeah. Students. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anywho. Um, then directed by Terry Hughes and written by Christopher Lloyd. That's Lloyd with two L's. Mm-hmm. Start off this episode, um, an angry Dorothy returns home with Sophia. Apparently, Sophia called Dorothy wide load, and that was likely in response to Dorothy telling Sophia that she could piss when Dorothy's damn well ready to take her to the john. <laughs> uh, Dorothy gets second opinions from Blanche and Rose, and she then decides to go get a different dress to wear to the banquet. Uh, the timing might be right, but I don't think this is the Friends of Good Health Best Friend of the Year banquet. Yeah, well, it was a black dress, which mm-hmm. it looked like a funeral-type dress to yeah. me. And wasn't Blanche not in favor of it? Correct. But then Rose did like it, and that's what convinced yeah. uh, Dorothy to, to take it back. Exactly, yep. So then there's a visitor at the door, and it's uh, Milo O'Shea. He introduces himself as Buddy. Uh, first impressions are that he's polite, not married, and possibly from the mean streets of Boston. Him and Rose make lunch plans for the next day. The meanest of streets. Yes, so, and now we'd like to do a, a brand new section segment okay. that I'm calling uh, Sophia's uh, Deep Dish Pizza, okay. where we go ahead and take mm. a deep dive into a little son fl- of a bitch, <laughs> 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 into a into a, just a little bit of the Golden Girls and try to bring out the full flavor. Okay. So is is it about uh, is it about a movie that it we is. happen to be fans of? It is. Okay. Well, I, I won't. 
I, I was very much considering just going ahead and spoiling the movie that you're going to go into <laughs> since you're trying to steal my bit. But, but by all means, you, you can... your bit is called Deep Dive. Mine is called <laughs> Sophia's Deep Dish Pizza. Oh, okay. And totally different things. Totally different things. <laughs> and after last episode, I'm assuming it's a pepperoni pizza. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So, Milo O'Shea, uh, who we just learned, you know, plays Buddy in this episode, best known around two thirds of this table. For his role as Duran Duran in the 1968 classic Barbarella. Mm -hmm. uh, his co-stars were Jane Fonda as the titular character, uh, John Philip Lahr as Pygar, Anita Pallenberg as the Great Tyrant or the Black Queen, and foul-mouthed comedian Marcel Marceau as Professor Ping. Now, have you ever seen Barbarella Ski? I have not. I've oh, heard it, of it. It's a good movie. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a fun, I mean, it's an enjoyable movie, mm -hmm. and it's one where, you know, like, Jane Fonda was definitely, like, you know, one of the top you know, sex symbols of her yeah. day. Mm -hmm. And that's a movie where you're like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a... Uh, I've seen the old-timey, uh, like, posters of Barbarella. Mm -hmm. So, if you're currently an Amazon Prime subscriber, uh, you can watch Barbarella for free. Oh, very nice. Yep. If you're not, you can rent it for $3, buy it for $8, or grab the Blu-ray for $18. Because we have Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Yes, there you go. You should watch it. It's worth mm -hmm. it. Yeah. All those prices are approximate and sales okay. tax is not included. Oh, well, then you really shouldn't throw <laughs> that out there. You're I'm definitely putting us at risk. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It is readily available to everybody who would like to see it. Okay. Um, if you're curious as to what it's about, you know, so in Barbarella, our heroine space adventurer is tasked by the president of Earth to rescue Duran Duran. Uh, Milo O'Shea, you know, is Duran Duran. Uh, he's invented a laser, which could be dangerous if it falls in the enemy hands. And then after a series of adventures, Barbarella is introduced to a character called the Catchman. Uh, because she's in his debt, she says that they can pop some sex pills together. But Catchman ain't having this. And he hmm. tells her that they're going to do it old school. Barbarella is a Dalton Thomas at first, but then she realizes that intercourse is better when you're physically knocking space boots. <laughs> so, Barbarella then continues her voyage, and after having another mishap, is rescued by Pygar, who's a blind angel who's lost the will to fly. Mm -hmm. She bones Pygar, and that restores his will to fly. And then Barbarella and Pygar then fly to Sogo and their next mishap. It doesn't uh, restore his sight, though, does it? No, no. So there are limits to Barbarella's <laughs> exactly. boning powers. Exactly. <laughs> um, so on Sogo, uh, Barbarella and Pygar are captured by the, the Black Queen and Milo O'Shea. And uh, she's told about Matmos, which is a living energy that's powered by evil thoughts. The Black Queen then crucifies Pygar, Lord knows why, and puts Barbarella in a cage uh, before she can be attacked by hundreds of birds rebel leader Deldano rescues her and then he gives her a key that she can use to enter the dreams of the Black Queen and then sends her back to Sogo. Man! This I is know. An interesting. It's so, a great movie. You may have already even said this, but yeah. what do you know what year Barbarella came out? 1968. So, so and what year did Duran Duran the band form? Was it? Uh, like 83. So then they, they yeah. got their name directly from yep, this? Definitely, definitely. Um, it was also a comic book before it was a movie. Okay. And after too, so maybe there were more fans of the comic book. I don't know. Sure. Probably the movie. So then back on Sogo, uh, Barbarella's captured again by Milo O'Shea. And this time she's placed in the excessive pleasure machine. And it's configured to deliver a fatal dose of sexual pleasure. Uh, you know, oh, Milo seriously underestimated Barbarella's libido. Well, that's and what I call my bed. <laughs> she defeats the machine without breaking a sweat. You know, at least not one we can see. And Milo is shocked that she had the stamina to outlast his machine. And he admits that he's the Duran Duran that she's been searching for. 
And then Milo tells her that he's been hanging around Sogo because he wants to conquer it with his laser. And then he locks Barbarella. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Conquer it with your laser. Exactly. <laughs> so he locks Barbarella and the Black Queen into the Matmos chamber. And then Milo again, underestimating Barbarella, because, you know, with the Matmos feeds on negative energy, and Barbarella is pure innocence. So then Doldano and the other rebels attack the city. The Black Queen unleashes the Matmos on them. And then while all hope seems lost for the Black Queen and Barbarella, Pygar swoops down and rescues them. Barbarella is grateful for being rescued yet again, but is curious about why Pygar also rescued the Black Queen. And the movie and the closing credits start with Pygar explaining that angels have no memories. <laughs> so, brilliant movie. Yeah, yeah very nice. It, it is a fun movie. I don't know if, uh, you know, it, it's a trippy movie, to be yes, sure. Um, so, so watching it definitely, you know, will do you even better than hearing the recap of it. Yes. Unlike the Golden Girls, which I think our recaps are so thorough that you don't even need. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I bet people who watched this episode didn't even know anything about Barbarella. <laughs> Probably not. Very, very little, I'm sure. Um, far less than they know now. That's right. Exactly. We impart knowledge here. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know? So so that's been the inaugural Sophia's Deep Dish Pizza. Okay. So if you're a fan of the segment, write in and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about bringing it back someday. <laughs> So, um, to continue on with our recap, uh, Rose and Buddy continue to spend time together. Uh, Buddy tells Rose that he has feelings for her. Dorothy's also developed feelings, this time for a peach-colored dress. Unfortunately, Blanche has developed feelings for the same dress. Dorothy and Blanche put their love triangle aside when Rose tells them that she's considering a move to Boston to be with Buddy. Uh, She just has to give Buddy a portion of the nest egg that Charlie has for the sake of this plot left her. Uh, Buddy's going to use Charlie's cheddar to put down a down payment on a place for him and Rose. Uh, the next day, Dorothy comes home with another dress. Her and Blanche confirm that they're now wearing different dresses to the banquet. Once the important matters are out of the way, they discuss the fact that Buddy is a con man and he's just trying to pull the wool over Rose's eyes. Dorothy and Blanche decide to just sit around and wait the fleeced Rose's return. Uh, Rose and Buddy are at the park and she tells him that she cannot move to Boston. She's only with him because he reminds her of Charlie. But she does offer him Charlie's gold watch as a consolation prize. Uh, Buddy looks at Charlie's watch and starts to think about how Charlie isn't around to use it anymore because of, you know, Rose's man killing lady parts. Buddy decides (laughs) to get out while there's still a chance. He tells Rose that he ain't going to write and then gets out while he can. So before you finish this episode, (laughs) which is longer, your description of Barbarella or your recap of this episode? The Barbarella ended up 50 words longer. <laughs> I was thinking that because as you're going through this, you know, you're not even taking a breath. Um, you, you, <laughs> just to allow, you like, nor- normally you at least give a scene in, scene breaks and act breaks. But at this point, you know, like I feel like we're going to have to go back and fill in a lot of shit. And Ski doesn't not only take notes on the ones he doesn't recap. So it all falls onto my shoulders <laughs> to give any additional Well, context. I was going to point out that uh, so... Uh, initially Blanche or Dorothy and uh, Blanche had picked the same dress Mm -hmm. and then now they have different ones but then we find out that Sophia has the same dress as Blanche right right well and I think the place they bought it from was a place that uh, advertised that every single dress was a one of a kind right um Marty's on Main Street or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and there were some uh, definitely some solid lines that you've Mm -hmm. skimmed through at this point. I'm going to have to try to give some of them context (laughs) since I don't think your recap has given any context whatsoever. At this point, we're on pace to have a 20-minute episode. (laughs) 
Which I'm fine. I do think we need to shorten our episodes a bit, but I don't think we need to fit them. We still got another scene plus some Florida man. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so basically, <laughs> this episode is just a delivery system for the information you really want to impart <laughs> about Barbarella and Florida man and the Kenyans. It's a, a B story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, I'll go through a few of these things and just give some of the scenes a few little bit of context of some lines that I enjoyed. Um, there's one that uh, when Dorothy's discussing why she should be able to keep the dress uh, okay. versus Blanche, or maybe she's discussing why she needs to go and get a new dress. Well, I think you're um, going to maybe say my favorite line. Okay, and she says, uh, that's because I'm hard to fit, and Blanche responds, uh, I can see that, Dorothy, I'm not blind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that was a good one. And then Blanche is discussing the dress that she might wear instead of... Mm-hmm. I think at this point, this must be before they've even discovered they have the same dress because she's thinking about the other options she has. Yeah, she initially said she was just going to wear something from her closet yeah, and that no said, one has seen. Yeah, she says maybe the red sequin strapless backless low-cut mini, <laughs> which got me thinking of like the uh, outfit that Meredith wears in the office <laughs> yeah. on casual day yeah. where it barely covers her parts yeah. and then she pulls it down and it yeah. one boob comes out and pulls yeah. back up and then the bottom part can be seen. Dorothy even says something like, why don't you just wear a, a scarf? around your waist yeah and blanche enjoyed that uh i think when blanche said that you know um she's hard to shop for because she's a a mid-size right snug right between a four and a (laughs) 16 (laughs) yeah and then when charlie's buddy comes in milo yeah or milo's his uh, real name what's what's his character name buddy okay yeah i was gonna interject you think him and uh, rose really buddied up could be. Yeah, could be. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> and then when it was he, funnier in my head. <laughs> <laughs> when he walks in looking for Rose, he sees uh, Sophia first and asks her if it's Rose or yeah. if she's Rose. She says, "No." And if I start acting like her, pull the plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I've always said that if I have some sort of a terrible accident and I'm basically brain dead, um, yeah. you know that yeah, definitely pull the plug. Like yeah. you don't keep me alive on life support. Yeah. But I think if I start acting like either of you, gentlemen, you can, you can keep me going. I'm okay with that. Thanks. You know, I don't mind living my life in the shadow of one of you two. I mean, I already do. <laughs> so, okay. But uh, let's see here. What else have you? lights coming from your side. If anything, we're living in your shadow. <laughs> you mean like if I'm, you just mean like literally? Because literally of light. the lighting yeah. in this house. <laughs> well, that's how I, I have it set up so that I'm always illuminated. Well, um, you did mention before that, you know, you're, uh, from last episode, I think it was, that mm. you, you know. Constantly looking down from your... Oh, yeah, from my high horse. <laughs> <laughs> you get yeah. a crick in your neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's still true. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh <laughs> I, I like, too, when she was talking about uh, St. Gustav, and she says, oh, you can't get to St. Mm-hmm. Gustav by plane, Dorothy. You've got to go by toboggan. Yeah. Uh, of course, traveling in the summer is really hard on the old hiney. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dorothy... I love the reaction. She makes a joke about that you rack up the frequent tobogganer miles. Yeah. And it's the most crickety kind yeah. of, <laughs> you know, the, the audience doesn't laugh. The The expression that Rose gives is like, perfect. That's um, dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was, I don't know. I'm really glad they, they wrote it up that way. Yeah. Um, and it's good that the audience reacted you know, yeah. in a muted fashion <laughs> as well. Like, things like, oh, the episode's running short, <laughs> yeah. so keep it in. <laughs> and then Rose, uh, this might have been my favorite exchange of the episode. Rose invites uh, Buddy to stay for lunch. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's met yeah. him. She's found out he's Charlie's old friend from the uh, from the Navy or, what, yeah. or whatever armed services yeah. he was part of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she invites him to stay for lunch. Yeah. And, so real quick. Yeah. So like Charlie stormed the beaches of Normandy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's some serious stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is no wonder he did not want to discuss those days with, yeah. <laughs> with Rose. Yeah, that, that's that's what you call the shit. <laughs> you it know, is. people say that they were in the shit. I think <laughs> exactly. that's exactly the kind of exactly. thing they're talking about. That is king shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she says uh, that she had made smelt kebabs yeah. for, for a lunch. <laughs> and Dorothy says... Uh, she says see. only I had those for lunch. Yeah, right? she says like, "Oh darn, I had them for lunch." And then Blanche chimes in, "Me too." <laughs> and then, uh, but he says they serve them on the plane. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Yeah, that was excellent. The whole exchange was really good. Yeah, and the fact that they all you know played off each other yeah. was great as well. Yeah. But then you skipped over what I would say, for me personally, might have been my favorite Blanche line of the entire series so okay. far. Really? Yeah. Wow. She was talking about how Buddy was giving her the eye, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and, That's a good one. <laughs> and Dorothy says, like, is there any man you don't think has the hots for yeah. you or or whatever, you yeah. know, along those lines? And she says, once in 1976, but it was only two days later that Mr. President Jimmy Carter announced <laughs> to the American people that he had secretly lusted in his heart, yeah. <laughs> um, which I believe is in reference to a... An interview, I guess he did with Playboy yeah. in uh, September of '76. Yeah, but I just thought, I don't know, it was just such a great. It was like, a very Blanche line. Yeah, it was very Blanche, somewhat obscure, but not completely yeah. obscure because I think it was kind of big news at the yeah. time that he gave this interview and yeah. admitted to. He had said like he committed adultery several times in his heart. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that he. Out of any president that I know of, mm-hmm. if there's one that you would really look at and say like that's probably the and a most devout of all yeah. presidents, Jimmy Carter's probably the guy. Yeah. I'd mean, be hard pressed to find someone yeah. more so than him. But yeah. I love that line. Even now, doesn't he still? Is he still alive? Is, yeah, 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 I he thought still he was. He does oh, uh, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, that's stuff. what I was getting at. But he's hung out with a lot of rock stars. Oh, has he? Yeah, like he's really tight with the Almond Brothers and Willie Nelson and different ones. So you think that he has uh, partaken in part of the rock? the uh, rock star lifestyle over I'm his not, time? No, I'm not saying he's ever cheated on <laughs> Rosalind Carter. Okay. Um, you're just saying that he's been around a lot of sinners? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. And then there's another story that uh, that Rose talks about. Uh, I think her somebody from her town being commissioned. Yeah, the Wiggly to, Bottoms or something. <laughs> yeah, to, to make 100 submarines or right, subs yeah. for $500,000. And a uh, million. Or what is it? It's a million. Oh, for a million. Yeah. The initial, um, the initial. Yeah, yeah, the, and the, but this guy says he can do it for five hundred thousand. For half the price, so yeah. he can gets a hundred of them. Yeah, for half a million. <laughs> and he ends up making a hundred sandwiches, thinking that they were talking Submarine about sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he uses imported meats and cheeses, and that's yeah. what drove up the price tag. <laughs> so exactly. So let's see. Let me take a look before. Hey, stop. Don't even start up again. (laughs) I I need to make sure that I've gotten all my lines in here that I took the time to write down. I thought were good. (laughs) Um, You have not covered my favorite line yet. Okay. Well, if you don't get it, I'll interject. All right. Well, so now we've gotten to the point where she's come in in the the peach dress that you had mentioned. So Dorothy comes in. That one up. Yep. Yeah. So we've gotten to that point. And, uh, Sophia, I think, is maybe her best line of the episode. She says, uh, who is the designer? He deserves a Nobel Prize in miracles. Um, <laughs> Again, really harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, but, she does you know, kindly say that she looks stunning and beautiful. <laughs> but then directly after that, it was like, yeah, you're up there now. Slam! <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I really felt necessary to add in, but uh, you can go on with the last 30 seconds of your recap to finish the episode. <laughs> can I add one? Oh, yeah, by all means. Sorry. sorry. I'm right about the same time you're talking about, it's right after Blanche came out with her uh, matching peach dress. Mm -hmm. And she says something along the lines to uh, Dorothy, like, since when do you care about the way you look? Right. Again, a big slam. Mm -hmm. And Dorothy's uh, response is, oh, I don't know, ever since I came down from the bell tower and had my hump fixed. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another great line in this part where, uh, and it's a really sly one, um, but <clears throat> Blanche, they were talking about why Blanche can't find something. You know, and Dorothy, of course, she kind of indicates because of it's her, her size because she's yeah. a tall woman. Um, yes. And Blanche says that it's the opposite for her because of her slight size, which she's yeah. not that slight of a woman yeah. anyway. <laughs> but she says everything just hangs on me. To which Sophia replies, of course it does. That's why you have to cover it up with a dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that really was funny. Yeah. That is a good line. Um, but yeah, so that, I think that, mm -hmm. I don't know if that gets us completely caught up, but at mm -hmm. the end, yeah. um, I'll, I'll see if I, there's any more I feel I need to slide okay. in there. Cool. So yeah, uh, Rose goes home, tells the Goldens what happened. Dorothy's unsure of whether to tell Rose about Buddy's criminal intent. Uh, she asks Sophia for advice. Sophia tells an obvious lie and Dorothy calls her on it. Sophia says that some lies don't hurt, you know, and Dorothy and Sophia come to an agreement that ignorance is bliss, which makes sense because Rose is the happiest person they know. <laughs> and that finishes up our episode. And the recap. Well, we still got some Florida man. Plus, I'd like to go ahead and talk about like how many slices of cheesecake we'd give it, <laughs> discuss an MVP, and then maybe pick our best lines. Right. Well, we at, the, at the end, Rose kind of looks, she's in bed alone. She kind of looks up and uh, tells Charlie, you know, that she mm -hmm. loves him. Yeah. But I think in in her discussion with uh, Buddy, mm -hmm. that uh, she tells him that she didn't really love him, yeah. but she did love you know recalling her husband with him. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know that uh, when they're also discussing, you know, taking the time to decide if you really want to live with somebody or, or take the mm -hmm. next steps or maybe the marriage. I think because Blanche is very against living in sin. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> exactly. And they um, do call her out on the hypocrisy of that. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, <clears throat> Sophia gets a pretty harsh line talking about, mm -hmm. you know, if you didn't make that mistake, like if you didn't get married right away. Yeah, I think Dorothy, you know, essentially says like her life could have turned out differently. And if she'd have been a teenage mother living on her own. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, and then Sophia says and possibly given birth to reasonably attractive children. Yeah. Which is pretty mean towards Michael. And uh, what's the daughter's name? I don't know. Anyway, the, the two children. Uh, that's pretty harsh against your yeah. grandkids. Exactly. To not even say they're reasonably attractive. It's not like they're Phil's kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think at a certain point, we didn't get a cheesecake this episode, but we did get a mention of one when Dorothy, you know, I think, discussing Blanche having issues with either fitting into things or something mm -hmm. of that nature says that why don't you think about it when you're inhaling your next cheesecake yeah um so like I said didn't get cheesecake number nine but at least we did get a mention of yeah. one so uh let me take a look if there's any other things before we get to those wrap-up portions of the episode itself mm -hmm. I did like how she was talking about Dorothy was referring to Rose mm -hmm. um and she says you know, they're talking about how friendly she is with people and how maybe she was the one who gave Buddy yeah. all the information just because the way she goes on. Kind of volunteers yeah. all, yeah. And yeah. she says, uh, you know her, a stranger says hello and suddenly he's hearing a life story of Uncle Fingerbinger and his 30-pound <laughs> rutabaga. 
Um, the audience really seemed to love the name Uncle Finger Binger because <laughs> they immediately started to laugh hard before she even finished out the, the line. They misheard it as Finger Banger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they thought she was getting a little blue. Exactly. <laughs> Did they mishear it up in the head or in the heart? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one last part, uh, one last line. Ski had mentioned this part earlier, but how... Uh, Blanche and Sophia end up with the same dress um, from that place, and she said, and Sophia says to Blanche, "Well, now you know how it should look." Yeah, and, yeah. and I like that one. So that covers all my lines, and then one, a couple other notes on a uh, Milo O'Shea. Yeah, yeah, of course, Duran Duran. That's the big one. Yeah, he was also in a t- 125 titles total for him, <laughs> 21 episodes of Me Mammy <laughs> as a Bungie Kinnefic. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, and then he was also uh, Friar Lawrence in the 1968 Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. which we had discussed a few episodes back. Yeah. And I didn't realize this. Maybe we even discussed it on the episode. Yeah. And I, I already had dropped it out of my mind. But that we talked about there was the brief scene of nudity in that. Very brief, yeah. Um, and that we had to get like our parents to sign a permission slip because yeah. me and Ski watched it in seventh yeah. or eighth grade in, in school. The girl in that was only like 16 at the time when that scene was filmed. Oh, I guess yeah. it was a big controversy. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it should be. <laughs> I know. I know. She was meant to be 16. But she actually thing. was. She was wow. either 16 or possibly 70. But I think only 16 when the nudity was filmed in that movie. So pretty surprising, really. But uh, so now you, they just get a 30 year old to do the, the role. Right. <laughs> well, they could, now they probably just show boobs without the face. You know. Yeah, well, I think now, at least in today's day and age... Like a body double. I don't even think they use that. I think they just avoid it altogether. Because I think that a movie, even if they were depicting someone... Oh, implying underage nudity. Yeah, I think that 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 gets them into hot water now that they don't want a part of. So maybe foreign films or something. (laughs) But here in the good old UNS of A. um, What's the N stand for? I, I was just... Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say in. I said and. Um, but United USA? United and States of America. Okay. Um, if, if you're uh, analyzing it. Uh, but uh, so, Brent, do you want to do your Florida man first? Or do you want to discuss MVPs first? Or do you want to do our rating? I mean, the rating would come after MVPs. But what order would you like to finish this up in? Um, let's... Let's go ahead and keep it on the Golden Girls okay. for a bit longer since we seem to be, you know, doing good with that. All right. So, uh, and I know after this episode, you have to go film your next Micro Machine commercial, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Found <laughs> <laughs> ski sweet spot. I guess. <laughs> I just picture it in my head now. <laughs> so, Brent, who is your MVP of this episode? Oh, Milo O'Shea. Okay. Um, he had a career as rich and luxurious as his eyebrows. Yeah, but the episode, I mean, do you think that he earned it in the episode itself? No, but I mean, he's a he's a goat. Um, he was in Barbarella. It'll be a cold day in hell before I vote against a cast member of Barbarella. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a goat. Um, <laughs> he is definitely not. I don't think he's on anybody's greatest of all time list. Uh, well, he's talking about goat. I know. Oh, okay. Just making sure, <laughs> since you're giving the actual, you know. Uh, the goat sound. Right. 
Um, his goat or more of a, a sheep, I guess. I think he was great in all of his delivery, especially at the end. He did a bit of dramatic acting as far as, like, you could tell the wheels were turning. Like, mm-hmm. do I really want to, you know. Screw over this, this old room? lady. Yeah, yeah he exactly. did kind of make a nice choice at the end not to exactly. ruin her future. And his delivery about, you know, having Schmel go on the airplane. Mm-kay. I really like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think he's a legit MVP Contender for this for episode. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Ski? Who got it for you? Um, I think... It was probably uh, Rose on this one just because it was more of a Rose-centric episode as far as her story. Mm-hmm. And uh, He's like, when in doubt, whomever gets the most screen time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, was, I don't know, I guess sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought she was, I wouldn't say the hero of the story by any means, but uh, definitely the, the protagonist and... Uh, Antagonist. No, protagonist, yeah. Yeah. I think like it was kind of sweet at the end how she just realized that Talking about Charlie is what actually made her happy. Mm. Yeah. I thought she meant like at the very end when she's talking to Charlie and flicking her bean. Right? Ooh. <laughs> I hadn't seen it that way, but now. Now he'll never watch it differently. <laughs> not not a single episode. Exactly. I'll always think that way now. <laughs> so like on your next recap, you'd be like, and bean flicker rose. <laughs> <laughs> Laying in bed. Wonder what she's doing there. Yeah, six hands below the sheets. Picking <laughs> uh, a Charlie Storm in her beach. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I thought Dorothy was who got the MVP for me. I thought because she had the it's best. Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. At this point, you mean <laughs> a little arid? Exactly. Um, but, I do uh, live in Miami. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought she had the best overall overall lines, and I like one thing I definitely liked about this episode overall and this favorite Dorothy um, was just that they really. It, I like when the A and B are pretty well integrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say that they're almost even in this yeah. case. Yeah, and so a lot of times, you know, like kind of you were referring to whoever gets most screen time. Yeah. But in this case, they integrated the two so well that it still felt like pretty equal screen time yeah. between you know either side of the story. Yeah. So. Uh, so uh, do you want to do our ratings now, or do you want yeah. to do your... Okay, ratings now? Yeah. Okay, so how many slices does this one get for you, Brent? Seven. Seven? Oh, wow, you really get... I wasn't quite that high on it, but what about you, Ski? I was going to say five and a half. Five and a half? I gave it six, so mm-hmm. this one actually may end up being a contender at the end. I don't nice. know what the averages are at this point, but this will certainly put it up in the conversation towards yeah. the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then uh, you had a little floor man for us before we sign off? Yeah, yeah, we got our standard... Uh, Three Florida mans. So. I'm actually really excited about Florida man now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you go out to the Google and are in Florida man, December 12th, which was the original air date of this episode. Okay. Uh, three of the top news stories that'll appear. Okay. That didn't involve beating women. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't nothing sad yeah. or <laughs> bad or whatever. You know, just harmless fun. Yeah. You know, shenanigans. Exactly. You know, uh, Florida man accused of handing out marijuana to passerby's because it was Christmas. Ah. Uh, you know, spirit of giving. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of that. Seems like the wrong time of year. December 12th. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, it was, never mind. So, so I'm you're, just dumb. you're living in today right now? I don't know what I was living in. <laughs> oh, entirely yeah. he, was still sure of, what, he was still thinking of Kenyan Valentine's Day. <laughs> what's, what's sad is you had just said the date. <laughs> like literally moments. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Google just, Florida man, December 12th. <laughs> <laughs> My brain broke. Ski doesn't celebrate Christmas until Christmas Day. If you give a present out, you guys don't know when Jesus was really born. Okay, (laughs) I do. 
<laughs> Apparently, he does not share a birthday with a Kenyan runner. <laughs> he would have been born on December 12th. Because <laughs> that's when they're all born. He probably was born on the same day as a Kenyan runner. There's a lot of Kenyan runners, that but just true. not one of those four. <laughs> five. Five, is hard. Yeah. I remember we had uh, Wilford Karachi, Sammy Kerr, Wilson Kapetker, Bernard Laggett. And Nixon ships his butt. I think you might have butchered that last one, but uh, I, I have a feeling that no one's going to contact us about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're wrong. Uh, yeah. It'd be great if his family contacted us. Uh, exactly. <laughs> They're 48 of the 50 people. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the U.S., we're struggling, but man, we're huge in Kenya. <laughs> Their favorite pop culture related podcast. <laughs> right. Almost as big as in the Philippines. <laughs> so, our next Florida man. Florida man shows up buck naked to undercover sexting. <laughs> so, that's fun. Buck naked. Oh, okay. Undercover sex sting? Yes. Okay. So, so yeah, the I, coppers were throwing a sex sting, and this <laughs> dude shows up buck naked, ready to party. Well, when you first said it, I was thinking uh, undercover sexting, you know, like S E X T E X I N G. Yeah. Um, he was ahead of his time. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay, what so, was our third Florida man? This one's questionable because of the aforementioned rules that we have, okay. but I did decide to go ahead and include it. Okay. All right. Um, Deputy cleared for shooting naked man armed with crossbow who claimed aliens were after him. <laughs> I normally don't support police brutality, but you got a naked man with a crossbow. I think that's sort of a justified shooting. Yeah, I would say. Listen, that's, that's definitely there's a weapon. obviously a clear, deadly weapon. Yes. And I'm okay with... Uh, and a crossbow. Na- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, gold, so, pure gold, Brent. <laughs> so by that statement, would you say just a naked man in general is worth being shot? <laughs> You're like, I didn't know what he was going to do with that penis. Could have done anything with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A police officer ever sees my blunt object, he's more than welcome to open fire. <laughs> Brandishing. <laughs> Brandishing. So do we have anything else that we needed to... Uh, to add in here i don't know i mean are we running longer no no we're we're, we're we're at a svelte 42 minutes at this point and i probably have a couple minutes to cut out of that so if not more um i, I will tell you there was one i think there was a couple new uh, foreign countries we had gotten listeners oh, yeah? from uh, i can't remember uh i'll bring it up again next week but the one i wanted to make sure to mention because we seem to have maybe a semi-regular listener who hasn't uh, reached out yet but someone's listening to like 10 episodes over there uh israel oh nice yeah so we had never had a listen from israel and then nice. over the past several weeks we've gotten a few each week from there so nice. i think there's someone who's going through a little bit of our backlog with nice so. well so. welcome to the podcast gal yeah, yeah. <laughs> i oh. can't be anyone else right yeah. <laughs> natalie portman i guess <laughs> oh is she israeli also yeah. i did not know that or I, I think her parents were oh she okay. was raised here. so she's yeah but, does that make her Israeli American? I think so. Because I'm never sure what the rules are yeah. on that. I mean, I don't mean rules, I guess, but how people typically define yeah. that. So, so, but anyways, Zach Braff, I believe, also. Oh, really? That might be. I think maybe he's just Jewish. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this started off good, and now yeah. it's starting to head down the wrong path. Yeah. But I rewatched uh, Wonder Woman. That's why Gal Gadot was fresh. In oh, mind. really? Yeah. So, 
So after rewatching it, did it make you even more disappointed with how mediocre Wonder Woman 84 is? Yeah, it did. Um, Gal Gadot is still good, and it. it's just the story. Is yeah, so... exactly. There was um, So I rewatched um, Man of Steel. Uh, I watched the extended cut of Batman versus Superman. And then I went ahead and skipped Suicide Squad. How just much? How much longer is the extended it. cut of? I want to say it's a good forty minutes longer. Really? Yeah, man. There's a lot of stuff in there because um, I'd never watched the extended cut before. But there's a lot did of you, stuff. Did you Did you have the DVD or did you have it online? A uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. And then I watched Wonder Woman because I was gearing up for the New Justice. Right. Day. So I'm all caught. Now you haven't up now. watched that yet, though. I right? have not. Uh, that's going to be Tuesday night of this week, I believe. Or you said it was like four hours, right? Yeah, yeah. I so. told Nikki uh, mm-hmm. that I was going to watch it here soon, but mm-hmm. it'd have to be a time when I had uh, c- time to commit to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, apparently it has chapter breaks. Okay. Uh, like yeah, it's, it's like in the six chapters or something yeah, along those like lines. Yeah, six chapters in an epilogue or something like that. So you could definitely hunk it up if you wanted to watch, you know. A forty-minute section and then pause. Sure, yeah, a good yeah. stopping point or something. Yeah, exactly. That's probably a good idea with such a long movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I mean, it's gotten generally pretty good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems to be, I don't know, like I said, by and large, uh, looked at as being a, mm-hmm. a certainly an improvement over the original. Yeah. So yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is a little tough to find that four hours to sit down mm-hmm. and to devote to basically anything. Yeah, but. Uh, since this has, since we've added just a couple extra minutes here, I will mention the other two countries that we've gotten to listen from mm-hmm. are uh, Chile and, oh, nice. and Hungary. Oh, nice. So now both those only one listen. So, you know, somebody gave us a try and probably yeah. decided we weren't their cup of tea, okay. which is fine. But our, our Israeli listener, you yeah. know, excited about that one. For our Hungarian listener, I like to go on record as uh, say the uh, chicken papakash mm. is one of my all time favorite things. And I really wish that I could get it with greater frequency. I don't know what that is. It's I a assume it's a, yeah. a chicken dish of some yeah, sort. It's um, basically you get a whole chicken mm-hmm. and then eight gallons of heavy cream, mm-hmm. and then you just boil that shit for like an hour or so, <laughs> <laughs> and then add some paprika on the top. It's and, really good. And it becomes one of Brent's favorite meals. It really does. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I think there's a couple other things in Can there or whatever. Can you compare it to anything, that, or is it just really unique? Um, it's just a really rich, creamy thick sauce with hunks of chicken in it, you know, and then paprika. I mean, I can't really think of anything else. I didn't know if it tasted like something else you might have had or something. But. No, no, nothing really. So, so let's see. So we covered a plea for uh, for listeners to reach out to some degree. Yeah. Uh, we covered a socially uh, acceptable amount. Right, yeah. Don't come stalking Alan or anything. No, I'm feel free. I don't, you know. I don't have much to hide. Uh, yeah. He's so got an army of much stalkers. Much going on either. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. got plenty of time. I yeah. can build you off. <laughs> uh, we got Barbarella. Uh, yeah. mentioned we got some Florida Man. And we had uh, three minutes of recapping. And <laughs> it's a full week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now some discussion of new listeners as well as uh, some, uh, you know, one of Brent's favorite foods. So, yeah. What more do you want in an episode? Really? I agree. I'd say with all that, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.